So we will do chapter 31. This is from the Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 4. It says Narada instructs the Prachetas. The great saint Maitreya continued, after that the Prachetas lived at home for thousands of years and developed perfect knowledge in spiritual consciousness. At last they remembered the blessings of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and left home, putting their wives in charge of a perfect son. So, till last chapter we had done the activities of the Prachetas. Shivji, the prayers and all this. Uh, okay, fine. You can log in, no problem. So, in the last chapter we had seen how these people actually follow the prayers of Shivji and they have arrived at a particular destination in life where spiritual development has happened in them. Now, they had taken certain instructions also from Narada. Now, in this particular chapter, what we are doing is, once they have finished their Grahastashram, once they have finished their Grahastashram, what are they supposed to do? That means you follow the path of the knowledge till you are a Grahastha. And after that, once you have finished your life cycle, that basically, what is the cycle of the life that is there? You need to have, get married and you need to have a son, basically to carry on the yeah, lineage. So you continue with this and then you can give up. You can live for a few years with your wife as a, as a brother and sister relationship. That is what even Ramakrishna Paramahansa said. And then after you finish that, then you go from there to what is called as, yes, a particular sannyasa ashram. So they kept the wife in charge uh, of the son and they went away. Just muted. The Prachetas went to the seashore in the west where the great liberated sage Jajali was residing. After perfecting the spiritual knowledge by which one becomes equal towards all living entities, the Prachetas became perfect in Krishna consciousness. After practicing the Yogasana, for mystic yoga, the Prachetas managed to control their life air, mind, words and external wisdom. Thus by pranayam process, they were completely relieved of material attachment. By remaining perpendicular, they could concentrate their mind on the uppermost Brahma. While they were practicing this pranayam, the great sage Narada, who is worshipped both by demons and by demigods, came to see them. Now this is a methodology which is those who follow the Ashtanga Yoga, they follow these particular techniques. The techniques is Pranayam, how to breathe in and out. Secondly, you have to be in a yogic posture where we had discussed about how you have to keep your Meru erect, perpendicular to the ground, sitting in a, on a Kusa grass. Today's day Kusa grass may not be available. So you have to sit in a particular way, you have to keep your body erect straight like this and meditate at the edge of the nose. This way you are able to achieve the perfection that is required. So once you have done that, then what happens? All the material attachments that are there, they are gone away. 
Why? Because you have understood the part of what is called as concentration. Concentrating the mind on to the one, that is the divine. So, what is this technique? This technique is basically yoga. Yoga means union with God. So, how do you have union with God? When you have a mind which is full of too many things going on in the world, what happens? You keep on getting disturbed in the material world. Because everything is drawing you outwards. Everything you drawing you outwards. And because everything is drawing you outwards, you have to bring your focus back inwards. And the focus has to come inside of you, not outside of you. And that is the only way in which you will be able to overcome the material attachments. By remaining perpendicular, they could concentrate their mind on the uppermost Brahma. What is uppermost Brahma? Uh, Guru, can you just mute your microphone? (laughs) Okay. So, what happens is, what is the uppermost Brahma? The Brahma means a state which is the divine unmanifest. The divine unmanifest is not only there in the uppermost region, but it is also there in the lower regions as well. Understand, we we live in a material world. Material world is divided into three regions. But the three regions all are in the Brahma alone. You cannot say that they are not in the Brahma. Now what happens is when you focus on to the uppermost region, everything turns into the Sattvic Guna. So when you turn everything into the Sattva Guna, then everything becomes purified. So while they were practicing this Pranayam, Narad Muni comes over there. As soon as the Pracheta saw that the great sage Narada had appeared, they immediately got up even from their asanas. As required, they immediately offered obeisance and worshipped him. And when they saw that Narad Muni was properly seated, they began to ask him questions. This is a very, very, you know, good technique. Yes, this is what we call as our social upbringing. Our social upbringing tells us our social upbringing. That is, in India, we have this thing which we, where we always give importance to the Guru. The, that is the Mahatva. So, what we do is, even if you are in the deepest of the meditations, or you may be doing something which is even a prayer for that matter to the divine. If the Guru arrives, then you leave everything and you go and welcome him and you give him a place to sit. Agrahe, Padya, you know, all those things are very, very important. You have to give them that amount of respect. So they have given the respect to Narada. So all the Prachetas began to address the great sage Narada. Oh great sage, oh Brahmana. We hope you have met with no disturbance while coming here. It is due to our great fortune that we are now able to see you. Uh, this, is, this is a very strange line, so I shall explain to you. By the travelling of the sun, people are relieved from the fear of the darkness of night. A fear brought about by the thieves and the rogues. Similarly, your travelling is like the sun's, for you drive away all kinds of fear. Now, what have they done? First, they have asked him, Hal chal kaisa hai? How has been your journey? How have you come? Where you had been? What has happened? It's a very normal method that we employ 
because we are living in the material world so we have to always be gracious towards our fellow beings and ask them how your journey has been have you uh, had any issues any problems so this is what they ask then what do they do they tell narada we are so fortunate to see you narad muni doesn't travel in a veshabhusha he is not seen is an invisible being that means what happens is he is a person who translates one to the other that means he is an information channel like we have our information channel so narad muni is an information channel he is the one who keeps on connecting all the worlds in our world yes so you can imagine him to be the maybe uh, new york times or maybe what washington post or something a uh, big magazine so he presents all the things to every other person in the world and his idea is to promote spiritual yes bhakti only towards shri krishna so they ask him and they are very fortunate to see him it is not possible to see this kind of divine beings uh, by the way it is not possible to see any divine being unless and until you have that yes that particular thing in you yes i got to see all right oh master may we inform you that because of our oh being overly attached to family affairs we almost forgot the instructions we received from lord shiva and lord vishnu what happens is when a person gets involved in the material world person completely forgets what instructions have been given to that individual so instructions were given by shivji and second instructions were imparted by vishnu so what happens the prachetas who are also a part of the divine beings have also completely forgotten these instructions so they are asking for pardon they are saying that we are sorry we have forgotten all these instructions that have been given to us and we got completely lost in the material world which is our attachment to family affairs dear master kindly enlighten us in transcendental knowledge which may act as a torch light by which we may cross the dark nescience of material existence the great sage maitreya continued my dear vidura being thus petitioned by the prachetas the supreme devotee narada who is always absorbed in thought of the supreme personality of godhead began to reply the great sage narada said when a living entity is born to engage in the devotional service of the supreme personality of godhead who is the supreme controller his birth and all his fruitive activities his life span his mind and his words are factually perfect so those who are the devotees of the divine when they are born in this divine world in this physical world everything is motivated towards the worship of shri krishna only how do they do it all their fruitive activities are towards krishna the life span that is there the mind and the words are all directing towards krishna a civilized human being has three kinds of birth the first birth is by a pure father and a mother and this birth is called birth by semen the next birth takes place when one is initiated by the spiritual master and this birth is called savitra the third birth is called yagnika which takes place when one is given the opportunity to worship lord vishnu despite the opportunity for attaining such birth even if one gets the life span of a demigod one does not actually engage in the service of the lord everything is useless 
similarly one's activities may be mundane or spiritual but they are useless if they are not meant for satisfying the lord so what kind of births are there three kinds of births are there the first is to our own parents that is mother and father so when a person is born to the parents that is the first birth and that is a time you are given a name so suppose you are given a particular name now what happens is when you meet your guru the guru gives a new life you are not supposed to have any old attachments in your world that means it is like imagine you are leaving this body and taking up another body do you remember about your past life you don't remember anything about your past life you don't know who your parents are you don't know who your husband is your wife is your children and so on and so forth you don't know remember anything and that is exactly what has to be done so the second birth is the savitra birth where it is purity purity in terms of the guru has given you a new name a new birth a new life so you do not have any attachments to any of your old world so this is the second birth and the third birth is only when sri krishna grants you that it is krishna's granting that you have devotion towards him understand devotion towards krishna doesn't come just like that one simple example i can tell you everybody who is not associated who is associated with the divine beings like say for example tukaram's wife was associated with tukaram she knew who krishna was not that she didn't know like kabir's wife she knew who krishna was not that she didn't know all these great people they knew the divine being but they always treated him like the worst person on earth they were not at all conducive to the divine being now you may ask why is that so why is it that tukaram had so much of love for krishna whereas why his wife didn't have it is called the grace the grace of the divine has to flow through that person then only you will find love in the divine see everybody has got this idea about the divine world uh, let us say take example now uh, today when suppose you meet somebody now when you meet an individual what happens to that person so immediately we get talking to each other so when we talk to each other what happens we are exchanging information with each other right now let the person go away from front of you immediately if you meet another person we start cribbing about the first person who has gone or the person who is yet to come so this is a process which happens with every individual uh, what has happened is let us say take for example these two colored water bottles these bottles are two colors all right can you see the two colors one of them is purple and one of them is blue correct so in the material world can you see this as a blue color and can you see this as purple color yes very much so so in every person what does the person do he sees colors in another person this person is good this person is bad 
that person is honest this person is dishonest that person is telling the truth that person is telling the lies are we not tainting the whole world we are tainting the whole world so when we taint the whole world what happens who is tainting it it is called consciousness the consciousness taints your life how does it taint it taints in such a way that you see the color and you see the object the object gets that thing tainting in us the object is very much there now this bottle is there a person may see this only as a water bottle only for the purpose of satisfying the thirst whereas some other person will say i don't like this color bottle i like this color bottle so everybody has got a different methodology of seeing the same object yes now what happens consciousness is impure for that person but for the divine beings it is pure they see the color yet it doesn't make a difference so there there may be a person who is good who is bad who is ugly who is beautiful one is black one is white so for the pure consciousness everything appears without any attributes so that is the reason why it is called pure consciousness and a pure consciousness is never tainted now what happens to an individual is this kind of pure consciousness will only appear in a person by the grace of the divine see today everything is tainted you see black white red blue so many colors you see good bad so many things but whereas consciousness is concerned it is getting disturbed by the appearances of the objects and already the thought process is there how does the thought process work you already created an impression in the mind and when you see the object what happens immediately the object tends you further right now if this bottle contains water and i say don't drink that water that water has been there for the last 20 days oh so immediately you are tainted so the object also creates more taints now what happens to that individual is a person normally who is a having a pure consciousness does not make a difference to him what he does is a one who is the believer of the divine will not get tainted at all so the last line one's activities may be mundane or spiritual but they are useless if they are not meant for satisfying the lord the lord has an objective what are we trying to do we are trying to find our true calling what is a true calling that the reason for your birth isn't it the reason for every individual's birth so what does krishna say he says i have created you so that you can serve me right now what happens if this bottle is not used for the purpose of drinking it's of no use then what is the point of that birth 
so we will read the line again despite the opportunities for attaining such births even if one gets a lifespan of a demigod if one does not actually engage in the service of the lord everything is vyartha or useless so you try to make children you try to have marriage you try to make money or you try to do whatever that is there if this is not directed towards the service of the lord what is the service of the lord seva krishna ki seva if you do not do krishna's seva or why the reason for your birth the purpose of your birth has to be served then only you will be satisfying the divine otherwise even if you are born as a demigod and you are not doing any job for krishna then you are your job your everything is useless everything is useless so one's activities may be mundane or spiritual understand this we have two kinds of activities one is spiritual activity where the spiritual master guides you what you are supposed to do and not supposed to do second is called mundane activities mundane activities are also directed towards sri krishna okay they are all directed towards sri krishna if these both these activities are of not directed towards krishna's whatever instructions that have been there for your birth then this life is worthless they are not meant for satisfying the lord then this life is not worth it then without devotional service what is the meaning of the severe austerities the process of hearing the power of speech the power of mental speculation elevated intelligence strength and the power of the sense now think about it all our normal human beings have this what do they have they practice very severe austerities they will sit in one place in the himalayas or in the jungles or near the seashore or some such place and do severe practices then they have process of hearing people hear such beautiful words they hear words you know about the divine then they have power of speech they will talk very highly oh krishna i love you oh krishna i like you all these kind of prayers they will do the power of mental speculation they have the power of mental speculation they can think about beautiful things they can think of this and that for whatever that they wish to do they have elevated intelligence they can solve multiple problems in the world for normal human beings as well as our spiritual beings we have elevated intelligence that means you can find ways of sorting a problem isn't it they have strength and the power of the senses what use is this if there is no devotional service so without devotional service what is the use of this all these faculties that you have even saying prayers or even saying bowing down to god or even doing your normal mundane life like working somewhere or you know doing some activity in our material world what is the point in doing all this if you do not have any devotion for sri krishna transcendental practices that do not ultimately help one realize the supreme personality of godhead are useless but they are mystic yoga practices analytical study of matter severe austerities the acceptance of sanyasa or the study of the vedic literature 
all these will be very important aspects of spiritual advancement but unless one understands the supreme personality of godhead hari all these processes are useless so what are the processes that are said you can keep on doing so many processes you know how many people do so many processes they keep on chanting the name of the god constantly their mind will be you know hari ram hari krishna or whatever the name that they are saying all they will say hari om hari om hari om hari om hari om hari om keep on saying this a million times you can keep on calling out to krishna whatever that you are doing if you do that or do you do yogic mystic practices yoga all these kinds of yoga that is pranayam yogasana and all those ashtanga yoga we can do that you can do analytical study of vedic you can do you know vedas upanishads all those dissections you know if you actually go to see there are very great scholars who can dissect even the upanishad to the last t you know that's what they do they do severe austerities they do acceptance of sanyasa they become sanyasis or they study vedic literature all these are very important aspects of spiritual advancement definitely they are required to be done you can, we are not discounting the fact that you you should not do them we are saying that you got to do that also just push it behind no so but if you are doing all these thing and unless and until one understands shri hari if you do not understand shri krishna at all that means you are becoming a devotee of the divine and not understanding a word of what he is being told to you as you how many books we have done you no know, we have done narad bhakti sutra we have, how many books you know we have done so many books sai satcharitra is full of devotion we have done the bhagavad gita n number of times we have done so many spiritual texts and everything is talking about krishna 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 and krishna but if you don't understand krishna what does krishna sri krishna say sri krishna says one thing very very important everybody has this very funny idea you give me this then i will do this for you so in the bhagavad gita krishna is not saying that you give me this then i will do this for he says lift your bow and arrow and shoot don't ask me questions your job is to do that job but everybody blames krishna is like people will say you know you killed my father you destroyed my life you don't give me a job and why do they say these words and what does krishna say sir you have to lift your bow and arrow and shoot if you don't lift your bow and arrow and shoot you think things are going to fall in your lap nothing is going to happen to you because it is important to follow the devotional aspect of the divine that is only through doing a particular job otherwise your life is worth devotional service we did so many lines in which it is mentioned devotional service means serving sri krishna and sri krishna means the divine the divine entity has to be serviced in a particular way you should understand why your life is there in this world so prachetas are being told by naradma narad muni saying that god has given you this particular life now that you have finished having a child see so you had a wife now you had a son also your life is nearly over now the next thing is follow my divine commands do what i am telling you to do and that is the devotional service that is required it is not devotion it is devotional service 
Devotion means you can sit in one place and keep on singing songs and not doing anything in the world. But that is not what is required. All these may be very important aspects of spiritual advancement, but unless one understands the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all these processes are useless. You can keep on trying till end of your life, still nothing is going to happen. Factually, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the original source of self-realization. Consequently, the goal of all auspicious activities, that is karma, jnana, yoga and bhakti, is Supreme Personality of Godhead alone. That means you can do whatever path that you want. You can follow the path of bhakti. You can follow the path of karma, jnana or yoga or whatever. Everything is finally going towards the one only, that is Sri Krishna. As pouring water on the root of a tree energizes the trunk, branches, twigs and everything else and as supplying food to the stomach enlivens the senses and the limbs of the body, simply worshipping Supreme Personality of Godhead through devotional service automatically satisfied the demigods who are a part of that Supreme Personality. That means when you pray to Sri Krishna, when you do the devotional service to Krishna, every other god in this world gets full satisfaction because they are like his limbs of the body. If you recollect, in one of the episodes we have seen that Sri Krishna is showing the Virat Swarup. The Virat Swarup is a combination of Shiva, Brahma, Vishnu, every other entity in this world. All the gods, the demons, the devils, you name it, everything is in one alone. So they are like a digits of his hand. They are like the hair on his body. They are like the pores of his body. Everything is Sri Krishna alone. And everybody is a part of him. They are doing service to him. It's like this finger is doing service to you. If you if you are, this finger doesn't work or if your thumb doesn't work, how much problem do you have? So every god, every demigod is a part and parcel of Sri Krishna alone. So by praying to Krishna and doing devotional service to him, you are actually performing the action towards all these other gods as well. During the rainy season, water is generated from the sun and in due course of time, during the summer season, the very same water is again absorbed by the sun. Similarly, all living entities moving and inert are generated from the earth and again after some time they all return to the earth as dust. Similarly, everything emanates from the Supreme Personality of Godhead and in due course of time everything enters back into Him. Just as the sunshine is not different from the sun, the cosmic manifestation is also not different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Personality is therefore all pervasive within the material creation. When the senses are active, they appear to be a part in the parcel of the body. But when the body is asleep, their activities are unmanifest. <coughs> Similarly, the whole cosmic creation appears different and yet non-different from the Supreme Person. It is like just what, what happens to the person is, every individual is doing a certain activities, like breathing, wa- watching the beautiful world outside, hearing things. But during the sleep what happens? All these activities like seeing something, hearing something, smelling something, tasting something, all the senses come to a halt. Does it mean that the person is dead? No. All the senses have come to a standstill. That is called the unmanifest portion of the senses. Same way there is a manifest What is the manifest? The manifest is the one where things are visible to the person. That means I can see something, I can hear something, 
that is during the day time when the person is not sleeping at that time so that is called the unmanifest and this is called the manifest now what happens the supreme divine consciousness is also in the same state what happens is sometimes he is unmanifest sometimes he takes birth as a manifest divinity so when he takes birth as a manifest at that point in time what happens the manifestation is not different therefore he is all pervasive within the material creation so you can never say that he doesn't appear in the material world so he appears in the material world as well as in the other world which is unmanifest world my dear kings sometimes in the sky there are clouds sometimes there is darkness and sometimes there is illumination the appearance of this takes place consecutively similarly in the supreme absolute the modes of passion darkness and goodness appear as consecutive energies sometimes they appear and sometimes they disappear now what happens to us sometimes a person is very conducive in nature is very helpful is a very kind is very charming sometimes a person is doing too many activities i want to do this i want to do that so many things the person is constantly in motion and then sometimes the person is completely dead to the world is sleeping is lethargic is not having any activity is just sitting and doing nothing so this is called three gunas the three gunas are also appearing in the same sky isn't it the sky is this body so in one person all the three gunas can also appear so sometimes one guna appears is like a child we are very sattvic in nature as we grow up we become very rajasic in nature and as we go towards our middle age and towards the end of our life we become very tamasic in nature this is a very normal flow for a normal human being so in the same way the thing appears in the sky as well because of the supreme personality the supreme lord is the cause of all causes he is the super soul of all individual living big entities and he exists as both remote and in, in immediate cause since he is aloof from the material emanations he is free from their interaction and is lord of the material nature you should therefore engage in his devotional service thinking yourself qualitatively one with him so what happens we are also constantly doing our material job in the same way the supreme divine consciousness also has taken a form so when he has taken a form we need to be in devotional service to him constantly by showing mercy to all living entities being satisfied somehow or other and controlling the senses for sense enjoyment one can quickly satisfy the supreme personality of godhead janardana that is we should be very kind and compassionate to every human being that means we have to show mercy towards everybody if somebody acts very difficult with us or somebody is very tough with us or somebody talks ill of us we are not supposed to be talking ill to that person we are supposed to be merciful to that person and the person who is always in that particular state is going through what is called as a tamasic state or a rajasic state to always move towards sattva is very very important so rising higher in this world is extremely important when we show mercy and when we are satisfied somehow or the other by controlling the sense enjoyments one can quickly satisfy krishna being completely cleansed of all material desires the devotees are freed from material mental contamination thus they can always think of the lord constantly and address him very feelingly the krishna 
knowing himself to be controlled by his devotees does not leave them for a second just as the sky overhead never becomes invisible see what happens is in our normal world everybody has material desires everybody has material desire i want this and i want that but when you want to go towards the spiritual we have to leave all our material desires they have to be free from all mental contamination what is mental contamination this is good that is bad this is black that is white these are called mental just now only i described to you know this bottle is purple in color that bottle is blue in color our mind is disturbing you see we can keep on saying you know the bottle is disturbing no it is like this if i put this bottle against my eyes can i see the whole world purple in color yes, yes. so where is the material contamination it is in the consciousness of that individual so individual con- consciousness is tainted so you see the whole world as tainted everything in the material world will look tainted towards you if you have dirt in your mind but if you have purity which is called sattva then nothing appears dirty to you so what does krishna say completely cleaning of material desires the devotees are free from all material contaminations thus they can always think of the lord constantly and address him very feelingly how does a person address the divine they address him very nicely they do not talk ill in front of him how can you stand in front of the divine and say you are an idiot you don't do this you don't do that you cannot say that you have to be always gracious it is only when you have sattva in you when you have developed the sattva in you that you will be able to say good things to the divine so you have to address him feelingly the supreme personality of godhead knowing himself to be the controlled by his devotee only when you address the divine in a very very feeling way that sri krishna becomes very kind and gentle with you if you recollect in the mahabharata that we are doing there is bhishma pitama there are all other characters in that okay when somebody addresses him with venam in one of the episodes of bhishma pitama bhishma pitama is telling him you are teaching me duty i have been doing duty all my life then he says another words he says i have been serving my father i have given him my word and i am serving him at that point in time sri krishna says don't talk to me like that because i can get more angrier than you so don't talk to me in this manner because what you give i can give you 10 times of what you can give me so never speak to me like that so he lifts that particular wheel on top of his head and he says right now i can kill you if i need to and arjuna comes and bows down to him and says krishna please calm down it's very important he says i don't care because if somebody is talking ill of me this way and trying to teach me what is dharma and what is karma i think that person needs a lesson and i am willing to give him that lesson even if they call me bad names in this world so understand this the supreme personality of godhead knowing himself to be controlled by devotees he is always controlled by his own devotees if you are in love with him he will be in love with you he does not leave them for a second but if you give venom to him he is not on the kaurava side is he there on the kaurava side he is fighting against them and giving all the ideas to to the pandavas 
सो ही ऑलवेज टॉक्स इन टर्म्स ऑफ धर्म एस्टाब्लिशिंग द धर्म इज वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट जस्ट एज द स्काई ओवर हेड नेवर बिकम्स इनविजिबल द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड बिकम्स वेरी डियर टू दोज डिवोटीज हु हैव नो मटीरियल पोजेशन बट आर फुल्ली हैप्पी इन पोजेसिंग द डिवोशनल सर्विस ऑफ द लॉर्ड सो दोज हु डू नॉट हैव एनी मटीरियल पोजेशन्स दैट मीन्स इफ यू आर डिवॉइड ऑफ मटीरियल पोजेशन्स एंड इफ यू आर परफेक्टली हैप्पी इन पोजेसिंग ओनली द डिवोशनल सर्विस टू श्री कृष्ण यू शुड बी डिवॉइड ऑफ ऑल मटीरियल पोजेशन्स दैट मीन्स यू शुड नॉट ओन एनीथिंग बट इवन अ भिकारी इज लाइक दैट इज इंट इट अ भिकारी डजेंट हैव मटीरियल पोजेशन्स बट इज यू हैव डिवोशन टू श्री कृष्ण नो अभिकारी कैन बी विदाउट एनी थिंग बट दैट पर्सन मे नॉट हैव डिवोशन टू कृष्णा मे बी शाउटिंग एट कृष्णा राइट इन द मिडल ऑफ द रोड डू यू थिंक दैट इज द वे इन विच श्री कृष्णा विल बी विथ हिम नो ही इज नॉट अ डियर डिवोटेड टू दैट पर्सन टू श्री कृष्णा एंड दैट इज द रीजन वाई इट इज इंपॉर्टेंट टू अंडरस्टैंड हैविंग नो मटीरियल पोजेशन्स एंड येट हैविंग डिवोशन टू श्री कृष्णा that is the only way in which you can be close to krishna indeed the lord relishes the devotional activity of such devotees those who are puffed up by material education wealth aristocracy fruitive activities are very proud of possessing material things and they often deride the devotees even if such people offer the lord worship the lord never accept them what happens is there are people in this world or hoity toity who are very rich who are having possessions they they think no end of themselves they might have donated a lot to charity they might be very high up on the ladder or they might be proud of possessing things material things it could be a knowledge also a person possesses knowledge a person possesses he can possess anything in this world but if they deride a devotee if somebody calls one of the devotees of sri krishna with venam or with some very bad me way sri krishna is never with them in such people offer krishna worship the lord never accepts them so you cannot deride another devotee of the divine you keep on deriding another person you keep on calling the other person names you keep on saying you know this person is wicked that person is not good this person has done this to this world that person has done that to that world person if you deride the a devotee of the divine please understand sri krishna is never with such kind of people because even if they offer him the best of the services he will still not be with them and normally what happens is how does a person divide we are into 22 okay we still have some time isn't it right right no hmm. so what happens to a person we all have mental speculations happening mental speculations are done by people in the world a person is normally following a track a person is following one track is going in one direction okay and that person can be disturbed is put off the track by another individual it so happens that once upon a time there was one person sitting for a satsang of a very great sage another person comes and tells him oh who is he so he is your guru is it 
Say, yeah, yeah, I have been following this person for the last one year. He says, oh, you don't understand. This person is a fake. Why don't I show you some other person? That person is better because he, he does miracles. He gives so many things. Why don't you come to him? So this person leaves this particular place and goes to another place. This is called mental contamination. Then that person gets entangled in that particular activity. Whereas the person who has come and disturbed goes away very happily saying that, Oh, see, I was able to draw one more person out of this whole thing. This is a part and parcel of our material world. Where another person can come and disturb another person's mind completely. And that disturbance can destroy that person's spiritual will. Whatever that they have gained towards that date does not remain with them. Because it is important to understand that you will have to again come in your next life to start off where you have left. Because then at that point it is not necessary that you have a human birth. You may have a birth of a dog or some animal. And that is especially possible in this world today. So, although the Supreme Personality of Godhead is self-sufficient, he becomes dependent on the devotee. He does not care for the goddess of fortune, nor the kings or the demigods who are in favor of the goddess of fortune. What is the person who is actually grateful and will not worship the personality of Godhead? So what does Krishna do? Krishna becomes a devotee of his devotee. That is what Sri Ramakrishna Paramahansa used to say. Doesn't he say these words? That I become the servant of the servant of the divine. So this is exactly what he said. Although the Supreme Personality of God is self-sufficient with the power of the flick of his finger, he can create an entire universe if he wants to. But what does he do? He becomes dependent on the devotee. You think he cannot create his own food? You think he cannot create his own palaces? Of course he can. But why does he expect the devotee to do it for him? Why does he become dependent on the devotee? He becomes... Exactly the point. The most important part is what we have been doing in one particular book in which Sri Krishna, he tells the gopis that I want you to understand, I want to see how much of fervor you have for me. And that is the reason why I keep on doing this. And that is very important. So he becomes dependent on the devotee to show that the devotee is in love with him. The devotee needs to perform certain actions. He does not care for the goddess of fortune. The goddess of fortune can create money as much as she wants. Do you think she cannot? She can. But do you think he is asking her? He doesn't ask her any money. Nor does he ask the kings, nor does he ask the demigods. He doesn't ask anybody in this world. So he doesn't take favours from Lakshmi herself. Though Lakshmi exists in this material world. Rukmini existed during the time of Sri Krishna. But Krishna did not ask Rukmini for any help. On the contrary, he went to the lowest of the lowest of the people in his kingdom and asked them so that whether he could serve them. And he expected them to do, perform a certain action. Because by doing those actions, he did not tell uh, the lady. Uh, he did not tell that lady who was carrying all those clothes for Sri Krishna. Uh, 
कुब्जा टू गो एंड डू सम अदर वर्क ही टोल्ड हर कुब्जा यू आर गुड एट द जॉब दैट यू आर गुड एट शी वॉज अ प्रॉस्टिट्यूट ही नेवर टोल्ड हर डोंट बिकम अ प्रॉस्टिट्यूट ही सेड यू आर गुड एट दिस सो सर्व मी दैट वे सो वॉट एवर जॉब दैट यू अ पर्सन इज गुड एट श्री कृष्ण ऑलवेज टेल्स दैम टू सर्व हिम इन दैट वे वॉट इज अ पर्सन हु इज एक्चुअली ग्रेटफुल एंड वुल नॉट वर्शिप द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड एट द ग्रेट सेज माइत्री आर कंटिन्यूड माई डियर किंग विदुरा श्री नारद मुनि द सन ऑफ लॉर्ड ब्रह्मा दस डिस्क्राइब ऑल द रिलेशनशिप विथ श्री कृष्णा टू द प्रचेताज आफ्टर वर्ड्स ही रिटर्न टू द ब्रह्म लोका हियरिंग फ्रॉम नारदाज वर्ड्स माउथ द ग्लोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड विच वैंक्विश ऑल इन फॉर्चून इन दिस वर्ल्ड द प्रचेताज बिकेम अटैच टू श्री कृष्णा मेडिटेटिंग ऑन इज लोटस फीट दे एडवांस इन द टू द अल्टीमेट डेस्टिनेशन माय डियर विदुरा आई हैव टोल्ड यू एवरीथिंग यू वांटेड टू नो अबाउट द कन्वर्सेशन बिटवीन नारद एंड द प्रचेताज द कन्वर्सेशन डिस्क्राइबिंग द ग्लोरीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड आई हैव रिलेटेड दिस एज फार एज पॉसिबल सुखदेव गोस्वामी कंटिन्यूड ओ बेस्ट ऑफ किंग्स दैट इज किंग परीक्षित I have now finished telling you about the descendants of the first son of Swayambhu Manu, Uttanpada. I shall now try to relate the activities of the descendants of Priyavrata, the second son of Swayambhu Manu. Please hear them attentively. Although Maharaj Priyavrata received the instructions from the great sage Narada, he still engaged in ruling the earth. After fully enjoying the material possessions, he divided the property among the sons. He then attained a position in which he could return home back to Godhead. my dear king in this way after hearing the transcendental message of the supreme personality of godhead and his devotees from the great sage maitreya vidura was overwhelmed with ecstasy with tears in his eyes he immediately fell down at the lotus feet of his guru the spiritual master he then fixed the supreme personality of godhead within the core of his heart shri vidura said oh great mystic the great the oh greatest of the devotees by your causeless mercy i have been shown the path of liberation from the world of darkness by following this path a person liberated from the material world can return home back to godhead sukhdev goswami continued vidura das offered obeisance unto the great sage maitreya and taking his permission started for the city of hastinapura to see his own kinsmen although he had no material desires o king those who hear these topics about the kings who are completely surrendered to the supreme personality of godhead obtain without difficulty a long life wealth good reputation good fortune and ultimately the opportunity to return home back to godhead so this ends our chapter text 31 chapter 31 from the fourth canto So if you have any questions you can ask me